0: To Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G.
1: Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters. I'm Cheryl G., and I'll be your host for the hour. Today, we're going to be talking about trust, credibility, and results in the workplace. And with us today, we have two fabulous guests, and I'm going to ask each of you to introduce yourself, starting with uh, Pastor Timothy Winters.
2: I'm Pastor Winters of the Bayview Church. I'm in my 38th year here. came uh, here on Juneteenth, 1973 and have experienced a very rewarding uh, ministry at the Bayview Church.
1: Thank you, Pastor Winters. Anything else you'd like to say? Because I know that you have um, also, in addition to a fabulous congregation there, a nonprofit entity, right?
2: Yes, we have a couple of nonprofit entities. We have, a, we have the Bayview CDC and also Bayview Charities. Uh, Bayview Charities is on site and, and hosts uh, before and after care for our, for our charter school. And the CDC is responsible for uh, real estate development as well as a, a component of social services. And so they're they're actually two nonprofits.
1: Fabulous. Again, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you for inviting me. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yes, and then also on the line we have Charles Brewer. Charles, will you say a little bit about yourself and the organization that you work with?
3: Okay. Uh, Education-wise, I am a 1983 graduate of M University with a Bachelor of Science degree in Mechanical Engineering, Since that time, I have obtained, uh, I would say, over 20 years of work experience with city government in Departments of Public Works. I have been a director of public works for four municipalities um, in three different states. Uh, In Texas, it was the city of Forest Hill, Texas, um, and currently with the city of Red Oak. In Georgia, it was with the city of College Park, Georgia, and in Florida, it was with the city of Safety Harbor. Um, being a Director of Public Works, I manage several operations within city government, including streets, storm waters, parks, sanitation, water distribution, wastewater, buildings and grounds, and et cetera. Um, I think this is my calling uh, I love what I do and can 't see me doing anything else.
1: Well, fabulous um, again, thank you too, Charles, for joining the show it's wonderful to have you on.
3: You thank you,
1: yeah, so bringing us greetings from Texas. that's right, <laughs> okay, uh, Pastor, we're going to ask you to kind of start off and just kind of give us your thoughts regarding what it means to be a credible and trusted leader, and why is it important
2: okay, thank you i uh my my first thoughts would be um to to acquire confidence of your constituent leaders. And of course, I'm relating this to church leadership uh and then of course, it would extend to the uh the followers in in the congregation but to to get the confidence of people number one and and that is done uh, by demonstrating integrity once once the people can trust you, then you're eligible to uh to to lead them. They actually submit to you for for leadership, and I think one of the one of the uh, big points for me is that of keeping confidences of people i've never been accused of violating a trust when people have one on one discussions, pastoral counseling, if you please, and uh, no one has ever uh, heard me talk. A third party, or particularly in a sermon <laughs> like I've known some pastors to do, mm-hmm. you could tell who the person was just listening to the sermon mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's humorous but it's dangerous it's very it's very tragic when that happens so mm-hmm. that that has been my my personal experience with with uh, the matter of gaining confidence and trust from people.
1: Okay, great. And I'm going to um, take you back just a little bit. Uh, Pastor Wynn, as you said, demonstrating integrity. Let's just kind of break that word down just a little bit. Integrity to you means what?
2: Integrity to me means that I am honest, that uh, I will keep my word, that you can trust what I'm saying that I will do, or, or when I, what I will not do. For it, it goes both ways. It cuts both ways. If I say I'm not going to do something and then change it to do it mm-hmm. for convenience, mm-hmm. then I've lost integrity there. So I've had to stand on both firmly and both uh, occasions of doing and not doing mm-hmm. if that if that's clear.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that's great. Charles, let's have you jump in here. Anything you'd like to add with regards to what trust and integrity means to you and why it's important?
3: I think the uh, past the Winners really hit it on the head, talking about honesty, trust, uh, what we will or will not do. Uh, with me working in city government, uh, I think that is definitely a uh, a halo that's put over each one of our heads daily. Um, by the fact we are stewards over uh, citizens' monies dealing with their taxpayers' dollars. And if we lose their trust, if we don't establish the credibility or the integrity that they expect us to have, we really won't make it at our uh, positions. Um, there have been uh, leaders that have made the news that uh, have fallen out of the good graces of the citizenry, and thus they have... Not only lost their jobs, you know, lost their incomes, but they have found themselves sitting in jail and, and having jail time for um, uh, wrongdoings that they've done. So, particularly from the municipal government side, you definitely have to uh, have that honesty and trust, or you will not be around.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And you know, when I I think of um, trust and integrity, and kind of break both words down separately. Uh, In the context of a relationship, we're often thinking about, you know, trust being does the other person have my best interest at heart? Can I trust Mm -hmm. that you have my best interest at heart? And credibility very often um, is broken down in terms of a relationship with regards to um, do you understand where I'm coming from? And do you have what I need in order, you know, can you really be of help to me? I think linking very closely in some of the literature with trust is, um, and credibility kind of hand in hand, um, goes back to what Pastor had said regarding, um, you know, do what you say you're going to do and, um, in the honesty and in the, the matching of one's words with one's action. So just wanted to, um, kind of add a little to that for our listeners with regards to kind of really tying down when we talk about be it the public, Trusting a leader, be it an employee, trusting, you know, their supervisor, a lot of times it, it peels back to to can I really trust that you have my best interest at heart and that you really understand me and that you can be of uh, support and assistance to me in the way in which I've, um, I'm have i looking for you to be. Anything you'd add to that? I'm, you see it the same way, you see it a little different?
3: Well, I think the one thing I'd like to add, that it even goes further than just our jobs. You know, if we don't have that trust and integrity and credibility at home, we will not make it. Mm-hmm. So almost, you know, these words carry with us 24 hours a day if we want to make it.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I agree with you, Charles. Thank you. Pastor, anything you'd add?
2: Yeah, I think in my case personally, uh, I just, I genuinely like or enjoy people, and I can't hide that. I think it is sensed and, and uh, taught, if not taught. Um, I have a genuine appreciation and value for people, and uh, it just comes out, and, and that caring quality then translates to a trust from that person. Mm-hmm. To me, and it's kind of what you were talking about—the the having the best interest of the person. Well, if I, if I am, if I care, and I'm going to show that in, in many different ways, because every person has a story behind their life, and if we just had time to hear it, we could appreciate it and we'd understand them them more. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that's a, a plus that I have. I, I, I'll not forget a, a young uh, pastor study a pastor understudy here with me. Once well, came into my office with a long legal-sized pad, and he sat down. He wanted me to list for him the things that I did not enjoy or appreciate in pastoring. And I said, Well, if 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 I if I gave you a list of things, I would be in the wrong business. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's an enjoyment that I get out of out of serving and sharing with people mm-hmm. okay. that I think is reciprocated back to me.
1: Wonderful. And, and having had the pleasure of being in your space and seeing how others engage with you, I think you're absolutely right that that genuine caring and appreciation comes forth from you. And I think in others and just thinking about, you know, what do I do to... Um, support myself and being able to develop effective relationships with others, I think it does start with caring and people who really feel like we care. There's a quote, and I can't remember who said it. It was, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. kind of starts, I think, in that space of caring. Okay. Um, for either of you, um, are there any leaders that come to mind that you can think of that uh, may model this trust and credibility that we're speaking of today? and and um, Or maybe that come to mind that did not, and either way, what might be the impact of them being either credible or not credible, trustworthy or not trustworthy?
3: Um, this is Charles. I, I guess I have two names, and, and I hate to throw the names out on the air, but... Um, oh, well,
1: yeah, you can in, just say, you know, position or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to put the name there.
3: <laughs> okay, but, but up in Detroit, uh, um, yes. uh-huh. um, I believe the person's name was Kit, Kilpatrick, and up in D.C., you know, with Mary and Barry, you know, both of them were, you know, very strong leaders dealing with their respective municipalities and both ran into troubles. I don't know the details of what they are, but... uh, Right.
1: Charles, I am hearing that we need to transition to a break, so I'm just going to put a comma there, but when we come back, I'm going to pick up with you sharing a little bit more about that. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email g at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness
1: We're back with more on Leadership Matters. With us today is Pastor Timothy Winters of the Bayview Baptist Church in San Diego, California. Thank you for staying with us, Pastor Winters.
2: I'm happy to be here.
1: Yes, and then also with us on the phone, we have Charles Brewer, who's the Director of Public Works with the city of Red Oak in Texas. Correct. Yes, thank you for joining us, Charles. Thank you. And before we went to break, Charles, you were sharing a little bit about um, a few examples of of our couple of examples of um how trust and or credibility impacted,
3: yes, now, I was just really just putting a couple of names out there that have made it on the news and have actually had uh, i guess consequences to their actions, whether it was right or wrong, but mm-hmm. it resulted in loss of employment, loss of income, and I do believe jail time and Even when that time is completed, there's going to be a long road ahead dealing with the attempts to try to uh, gain credibility again. So it's particularly when you're in, in a leadership position with a city government, you are continuously watched by everybody, whether it's your own employees, your peers, so you you can't really mess up your your credibility or, or trust.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will extend that not only to the the city government. I think in well, I think in any sector, but I think certainly in the public arena and or even the nonprofit arena, because both are governed by um, one might say boards and a statute that says we we are to have the public's best interest at heart, and we're and um, and the public is is entrusting us to take care of business in a way that's consistent with, you know, um, with their needs, one might say. Correct. Um, I think it's uh, it, it certainly, I think they're critical in Correct. those arenas. Mm-hmm. Um, Pastor, before we move to uh, kind of talking about the relationship between um, an employee and a supervisor and how trust plays out and is important in that particular relationship, anything you want to share about what Charles just uh, finished sharing about or any other examples you want to bring?
2: well i would uh, i would use uh, martin luther king dr king pastor king uh, to get the momentum that he was able to to uh galvanize over years with our civil rights war i won't call it civil rights struggle anymore uh it's just phenomenal to uh think that one one person could do that And uh, then I contrast him with Marcus Garvey. I really uh, am planning to do a personal study on Marcus Garvey's leadership because in Dr. King's case, Pastor King's, he was very eloquent, charismatic, and could really rev up a crowd, if I can use that terminology. But if you ever heard any Marcus Garvey's speeches, there was nothing really there uh, other than other than the the objective that he was trying to accomplish was was the real draw. And I'm interested personally in how leadership is brought forward when you when you're not a charismatic person, when you're not an eloquent speaker. What does a non charismatic leader use or do to affect leadership? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so those, I, two,
2: those, those two came to mind immediately, mm-hmm. as Charles two names came to mind.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I can appreciate that, and you know, I think my own let's um, say bias in in working with leaders that may not necessarily naturally be inspirational. One of the things that I've noticed as for those leaders who are more naturally inspirational is that they talk about the future, they talk about the vision. Versus, as you were saying with Marcus Garvey, simply the objective or the mission, because the mission is um, you know certainly gives us purpose, but what really puts that that energy behind the mission very often is the vision, so I know when i 'm coaching and working with leaders to transition into more of a um, inspiring state um, pastor, i often speak with them about, you know, what is the vision and communicating the vision and how and who do they need to communicate and, and connect to, because I, I find that, that that is what um, very often gives that element that Dr. King was able to bring, a, a, aside from his, his own gracious way of being, was his visionary um, abilities as well and, and his ability to kind of communicate that vision.
2: I agree. Yeah. I, I think we're right on target.
1: Yeah, and Valerie's yeah. handing me a sheet of paper here that talks about the ability to stir hope, being hopeful, acting hopeful, and instilling hope, another way in which we can be inspiring and and uh, create a sense of credibility and trust. Thanks, Thank you, Valerie. <laughs> okay, good. You know, I was working with a, a group this morning, and... Um, It's uh, supervisors and employees, and they are in the midst of a storm in their relationship. It's a newer uh, manager who's been assigned to a group. And what's at the core, and it's funny, I did one-on-one interviews to kind of gain perspectives with regards to why this group is having so much challenge. The supervisor says she doesn't feel she can trust her employees and every employee that I met with. It was, just, it was a small group, but all of them came in and they said the same thing, can't trust a supervisor. And, you know, and it was um, very interesting for me, knowing that we were going to do the show at 2 o'clock, just how core that was to this group being able to really figure out how they were going to be together, um, find possibilities, and bridge from that storming stage to being able to perform so I want to talk a little bit about that as relates to um, how a supervisor can um, develop credibility with paid, and can, we can talk about credibility and or trust with paid and or volunteer staff. You know, what are some of the things that, you, that either of you can think of that a supervisor can concretely do to support themselves in, in gaining that trust and or credibility?
3: Mm, um. This is Charles. I guess yeah. one of the things you definitely have to lead by example because uh, you are being looked at uh, from the time you walk in to the time you leave, and your employees want to know that they have a leader to lead them, and not just someone up there, you know, getting a check. So there are things that you have to. Do in order to work with them in building that. Sometimes it takes time, and I think the the one of the bad things about it is is if you ever let that bridge get burned, and I think it can uh, hurt you in the long run. But it's a lot of self seen things that you have to do in order to help grow uh, with your employees.
2: Mm-hmm. Good, Pastor. Anything you think of? You know, I'm trying to think of cases. I wouldn't know how many. It would be where it's a uh, a happy marriage from the beginning when a new leader comes into and it's an established uh, environment. Uh, I experienced it here. It was just a handful of people at the time, but uh, it was uh, it was very challenging. Mm-hmm. And the responsibility is on the leader. The leader can't expect trust automatically from the constituents or from the followers and it will take time i agree mhm mm-hmm. time is the healer okay it'll take mm-hmm. time the leader has to ha- i call it gaining ground mhm on a, on a daily basis at, at least you great, you gain ground into the confidence of the people mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's like just putting everything on pause and, and just do what you know is right to do. Mm-hmm. And, and in time, it will, it will come around. There may be people that that person would have to personally meet with um, uh, just to show that caring and stuff that I talked about a well while ago, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lunch or whatever, but just come by the office, sit with them speak to them on the way into the office in the mornings and uh, just start building some camaraderie with them mm-hmm. would would be would mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of how my case put, played out and then right. it was just waiting and just waiting mm-hmm. for more evidence to to pile up as in a court case more evidence until and then pretty soon you you you've won <clears throat> mhm
1: mhm Excellent. I love that. And, and I think um, the lead by example is wonderful, Charles, and um, wrapping all we do and what you started off with, Pastor, and that is the caring. I think uh, when people feel that we really care for them, it is certainly, um, it, it gives a, a a wonderful wrapping for the process of building trust, Um there are some studies that have shown that as relates to that process for building trust, that what a person, be it supervisor or whomever in a relationship, can do to begin to expedite the process of building trust is to, one, be trustworthy, which kind of goes back to what you, some of what both of you kind of talked about in the first segment, and that's, you know, um, Pastor, I think you started off with talking about integrity. Do what you say you're going to do having some consistency, you know, people view that with some trustworthy. I think the, um, the second element that very often comes up is being trust-encouraging. So that means if someone is sharing an ideal, a thought, or a feeling, that we create space to hear it and receive it in a non judgmental way so that then they are encouraged to continue to take the risk because being trusting is a risk. So they are encouraged to kind of take the risk of continuing to share their ideals and their thoughts and their feelings. And and with that, it's actually building that um, opportunity for continuing the process of developing trust. And the third element that I often hear um, talked about as it relates to expediting that process of building trust is being trusting. And being trusting means that we kind of take the risk of sharing some of our ideals and our thoughts and our feelings in a way that's appropriate so that people kind of get to know us a little better and that each of those kind of wrap into that space of um, of trusting. Either of ha- you have any thoughts on those three elements?
3: I well, I, 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 I uh, Pastor, you know, go, go ahead.
2: ahead.
3: Go ahead, John. Okay, now I was just going to say, I mean, I agree with um, all three, and I don't mean to kind of jump the subject, but the whole time you talk, and I think I'm thinking in my head about, how people really need to also work on their own communications and people skills. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's, and I don't mean to get you off the topic of trust. No, but no that,
1: that actually puts us, that's on the topic of, it, I think, go, go there.
3: Is that oh. your music I'm hearing?
1: That is. It's, it sounds like we need to take <laughs> another short um, break. And so, Charles, when we come back, I want you to go there. I think that's very much on target. So we'll take a short break and be back with more on Leadership Matters
4: ready for an exciting and eye-opening hour every week on Globe Talk with Amisant. Join your host, Kevin Parikh, for an inside look at the world economy with a special focus on technology and its impact on humankind. We will invite the top industry experts to our forum and answer your questions, too. Globe Talk with Amisant airs live every Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email g at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of san diego funds raised go to support the neighborhood house association's mission developing children families and future leaders of our communities through empowerment education and wellness
4: Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca provides those of you eager to invest well in real estate with the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus is to help you maximize your real estate investment dollars. Listen live to the brightest minds in investment real estate every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca, where America learns to invest.
1: back with more on Leadership Matters. Today we're talking about trust, credibility, and results in the workplace. With us today we have Pastor Timothy Winters, who is the pastor at Bayview Baptist Church here in San Diego, California. Thank you for staying with us, uh, Pastor
2: Winters. Yes, I wouldn't miss it.
1: (laughs) And with us also is uh, Charles Brewer. Charles is the Director of Public Works at the City of Red Oaks in Texas. Charles, thanks for being with us still. Thank you. Yeah, and Charles, before we went to break, you were just going in to talk about communication and how it's related to building trust.
3: Yes, I think it really was hitting on my mind because periodically we have um, issues going on here with the city, uh, whether it's employee uh, incidents, accidents, or tension that may be you know, in the uh, organization. And... A lot of it stems from whether we are communicating with each other, and that's between me as the director and my employees. I realize that if I stayed in my office and didn't communicate with my employees, even tried to get to know them, there's no way in the world we're going to be able to build this bridge of trust between us. Or when a problem goes on, if I just um, implement some type of disciplinary action without really being open and, and willing to hear what the concern is, that's going to um, destroy the trust. So I just really feel, individually wise, you know, we may have leaders in some of our positions that don't have these interpersonal or people skills, and thus communication creates a a, a big bridge that we can't cross over. So that's just was on my mind. I just wanted to share that.
1: Yeah, I think that that is perfect, and it's so true. And I think communication is a huge part of um, the trust dynamic. You know, as I was talking about this morning in that whole team situation, part of the challenge that the employees are having with regards to building trust with their supervisor is that her communication style can sometimes be a little gruff. And when Mm -hmm. it's a little gruff, then they don't feel what Pastor talked about with regards to the caring. Mm -hmm. And so there does become this challenge where leaders have to be able to focus on results and get things done in a way that's wrapped in compassion, because without Mm -hmm. wrapping it in compassion, then we lose ground. Either I'm going to manage that relationship on the front end or end up spending time trying to manage the outfall on the back end. That's right. So, yeah, you know, the other piece to that, when we talk about credibility um, as relates to a leader being viewed as credible, we can really feel like like, um, I understand or you understand where I'm coming from is when a leader uses what you talked about, Charles, those communication skills to listen. Listening is so important mm-hmm. for the trust-encouraging piece that we talked about, but it's also important for developing credibility. The number one thing that research has shown that that people can do to develop credibility in relationships is simply to listen. hmm Because mm-hmm. when you listen to me, then I feel like, okay, you understand, but if you don't listen, then I think you don't get it. hmm Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. You know, I don't care how much education you have. I don't care how much experience you have. I've had, uh, I've had directors who've transferred from one part of an organization to another part of the organization, and employees will say, "Hey, can you would you come and do a ride around or you know ride out?" They, this happened to be actually a municipality that had a number of departments, and this person had transferred from the streets department to the uh, transportation department, mm-hmm. and. Um, and the desire was for them to, uh, for the employees, was, you know, can you understand our world? And the supervisor's response, that, you know, the new person transfer, transferring over was, you know what, I've been with this municipality for, you know, 16 years. I kind of know the ropes and know I don't really need to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, perhaps they did know the ropes, or perhaps they didn't need to do that. Um, but by not doing that, then employees continue to think, this person doesn't know. Enough about us. So then when they start implementing changes, they're going to have much more resistance. One, they may be implementing changes that aren't necessarily going to have the impact they're, in, they're intending, but two, it's, a, it's going to have a much more difficult time getting people on board with those changes if there's no credibility okay. or little credibility. Okay. Any um, thoughts from anyone on that?
2: Well, I've just wrote this word down and I've circled it two or three times. Uh, impartial. I, I'd like for you to help me to get get that in the mix of our discussion
0: mm-hmm. as Talk far to as a
2: leader more. or supervisor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to be impartial, but at the same time, personal, personable.
1: Mhm, mhm. Yeah, I love that. And you saying impartial as it relates to um, using Making one's decisions. authority in a fair and just way.
2: Yeah, making decisions, judgments, whatever that w- would be in a workplace,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and when people can see that you're going to be impartial, yes, that goes a long way.
1: It definitely does.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: I often like to say, uh, "No justice, no peace." So yeah. if you want to have a workplace that has unrest, then foster a situation where people feel as if it's not just, you know. So it's real important for people who have authority within an organization, to use it in a way that um, gives the appearance of being fair and just.
3: But you know, Doctor, why that is so true, so much of that is not the real world out there. Mm -hmm. So many leaders are just looking out for themselves. Um, They've either been burnt or fired from positions in the past, and they've Coming to new positions and just trying to survive, and and feel that the only way they can do that is looking after uh, me myself and I, and and so a lot of times you can be put in a bad situation, and unfortunately those leaders above you are not willing to um, be impartial, and I think we just have to realize what cards we have been dealt, and 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 see if we can even work through with it, and if we not realize that you know we may need to go on. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and and I. And I hear that and, and I certainly see how um hierarchy and power and influence play into that um that equation and I still think holding on to the vision
2: mm-hmm.
1: and navigating oneself in a way where one can be as fair and as just um as they have the authority to be. I mean sometimes the decision's not with us and and we are in a position to where we have to yield to someone who has authority over us and that they're making that decision. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so I get that and I understand that. And I think it's important for us to still hold um, as a vision and as a goal being as fair and just as possible. I agree. If we're going to have, um, you know, a more ideal situation in the workplace.
2: Correct. Well, let, let me confess that uh, <laughs> I'm, li- I'm he- hearing you both. It's been a while since I've been in uh in corporate America workplace, and now it's coming back to me some of the things that Charles was saying that uh leaders can come in uh supervisors can come from a wounded background mm-hmm. uh and uh it's not just it's just isn't as easy as saying just will just be impartial at the time and love people and all that mm-hmm. <laughs> it can really be uh a, a cutthroat experience, and I, I sure remember that, and I appreciate it, and I'm glad to hear, hear Charles mention that.
1: Yeah, no, uh, I, I agree, and I've experienced it as well, and, and it does leave you in a situation where you're, you know, again, trying to live with integrity and and do the right thing and do the best thing.
3: Mm-hmm. But just like you say, but when you go to that new house, mm-hmm. you do really need to bring that open-mindedness and that new vision mm-hmm. in order to let people know that you are approachable and that uh, you are willing to, uh, you know, work with them and not come in and be any type of dictator or this is just a my world, and um, otherwise it's, it's not going to work.
1: Right. You know, that um, takes us back to that big sea world that you talked about um, um Charles and and I'm not thinking Sea World as in chamoo. <laughs> I'm thinking the, the C word <laughs> as in communication. Okay. And uh and and that is that uh you know, there's that quote that says communication is to relationship, what breath is to life. hmm And so if I communicate in an agitated way, then what I'm putting in a relationship is agitation. If I communicate in an irritated way, I'm putting irritation in you know, if I communicate in a respectful way, then that's what I'm breathing and, and putting into that relationship. So a lot of it goes back to being able to self-manage oneself to where we communicate in a way that's consistent with the vision of the relationship we want to have. So if I want respectful relationships, then that's certainly what I want to manage myself and how I want to manage myself to communicate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: If we uh, attack uh, our fellow employees in a, in a uh aggressive type manner, the reality is they will get defensive, and that is definitely going to put a barrier, you know, within our communication levels, and it just uh, won't work.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I like to look at their that whole continuum between the opposite of trust is what emotion? It's fear, mm-hmm. right? And so trust and fear are two core emotions that I think as leaders we have to be, we have to think of what am I triggering in others, you know, and trust aligns with the behaviors of compassion. So if I'm patient, kind, encouraging, empowering, I'm actually generating trust in others, whereas on the opposite of of compassion is hate and hateful behaviors. So if I'm rude, overpowering, domineering, then what I trigger in others is fear. And there's certainly a continuum of behaviors, but, you know, the behaviors of compassion or the behaviors of hatefulness, you know, which ones am I actually demonstrating and how I communicate and behave and that too is going to impact the extent to which I'm breathing and breeding trust Mm -hmm. into the environment and to the relationships.
2: I agree. Mm -hmm.
1: Any additional thoughts from you, Pastor, on that?
2: Oh, I think I'm good. I keep referring back to the, uh, the actual life situation that you have that you were dealing with this
1: morning. Mm-hmm. Actually, if we can um, have you say more on that, we're going to take a short break and then we'll be back with more on Leadership Matters.
0: The Business Community's First Choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. When you are trying to establish your financial plan, there are all sorts of variables that you'll need to take into consideration, from the ever-changing economy and markets to investment risk and your own financial needs. How do you manage all of it to find a plan that'll work for you? Tune in to The Insightful Investor with Bob Pugh. We'll help you iron it all out to help you stick to a financial plan with the knowledge that you need. The Insightful Investor is broadcast live Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email g at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of san diego funds raised go to support the neighborhood house association's mission developing children families and future leaders of our communities through empowerment education and wellness when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network
1: We're back with more on Leadership Matters. And before we went to break, Pastor Winters, you were going to share a few thoughts about, you, you had a, a thought or a question you wanted to share?
2: Um, uh, I was just mentioning, uh, thinking about the live case that you were dealing with, I think you said this morning,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, of a new supervisor in a hostile mm-hmm. workplace. And, and I'm hoping that as we are discussing out loud today that uh, something is Something is generated that you might be able to use to help that situation. That was all that was all.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you. And and I will um probably make a recommendation that she even listen to this segment because I think that there's some good discussion that might be helpful for her to um think about with regards to food for thought in her own style. Um, as we continue on this topic of trust and credibility and, and looking even beyond those who are in the supervisor role that have direct reports that they're trying to, to position themselves to be a leader with. We have peers. We have superiors. I know at the church, um, Pastor, you have deacons and trustees and, and nonprofits. We have boards. And, Charles, I know you have constituents as well, you know, your superiors as well as those in the community. I want to say a little bit about and hear your thoughts on um, developing trust with um, that, one might say, 360 view of others that we have to engage as well.
3: I'll I'll start. Um, as a uh, public employee, um, I have several outside organizations that I have to deal with directly, not just my employees. Uh, I'm dealing with regulatory authorities on a regular basis. Um, in this business, if we have sanitary sewer spills or anything dealing with water quality on public drinking water, um, I have to definitely try to build a bridge of trust, particularly the situation go down and we get those calls about what are we doing wrong, they have to have some type of trust that I'm going to get the, the job uh, done correctly or the, uh, help the city get back into compliance. Citizens are wondering, you know, are they having safe drinking water, so there has to be a trust when we tell them that we've taken care of the problem correctly. Uh, I also have to be accountable to my elected officials, the city councilman, who Uh, actually all of our bosses here at the city and and if I don't have a level of trust with them then it's not going to help my career you know whatsoever so it's Mm -hmm. definitely a part of bridging several bridges from citizens to organizations to council to it's almost everybody you're dealing with Mm -hmm. not only just your employees Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pastor how about yourself
2: you know uh, I hope this I hope people listening can relate to to my experience, from the inner life of our church, because we've got some cultural and historical things that uh, impact our churches across the board, and the one is who is really the, who is really in leadership of our church and historically, the interpretation has been that deacons or the leaders, and that, and that the pastor reports to them. I inherited a little bit of that here, and you can talk to pastors across mm-hmm. this country, and that is almost always the case. So what I what I had to do was first to identify us as a team and that I'm a part of the team, and a team can be a team and be um and not be unified or they can be together as a team and so that was what I wanted us to be a united team. I'm a member of the team, uh, but in the sense of a quarterback giving leadership, but still a member of the team and Again, back to that piece that I brought up in the very beginning, that thing about the credibility for them to know what my motives were. Many times in our church culture, the deacons think they have to protect the people from the pastor. He'll take advantage of them. So I had to show what my, my true purpose was as pastor and leader of Baby. way back in the day. Still have to do it. Mm-hmm. And once that was, once that was settled, uh, we, 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 we've been soaring ever since. Now, we do have the case, you have it, and there's nothing you can do about it, where when a person just doesn't like you, period, you can't ever gain their trust. They can't get past the point that they don't like you. And I I ran into that a lot of times, and to work around that person uh, and still have success, it is very challenging okay but usually they will drop out and 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 get out of the get off the team but that's that's my um experience with it like i said it is from the inner life of a church i hope people can mm-hmm. relate to it i'm not sure how closely that resembles some of the um actual cases in a public workplace.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that I certainly um, can relate to it, and I think others can as well. Because what I heard was how you go, how you went about doing it, and I think the how is something that's transferable for some, maybe not all, but I think your collaborative approach, being able to develop that team ambiance where you have this shared uh, vision and you're positioning yourself to be trusted so that they follow that leadership is, um, I think, key with regards to that. Charles, as you go about dealing with all the constituents that you talked about, anything key that you can think of that you do um, to gain the trust and credibility with all those constituents you talked about?
3: I think some of the things we even talked about earlier um, at the beginning of the show about being fair, open, and honest.
1: um, So transparency. Mm
3: -hmm. That's right, to um, uh, let these other uh, entities see that... uh, that you are a team player, that it's not just an individual Mm -hmm. um, perspective that you're trying to come from and that um, you're approachable. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that it really is you're not leading from a space where it's all about me.
3: That's right. You're leading
1: from a space of others' best interest at heart.
3: That's right, because Mm -hmm. they are continuously looking at you. They want to know that you are are being um, fair as far as stewards of their monies and what programs you're going on. So you, you're on that, that pedestal, and, and so you, you need to do right and, and show that you are, are, are doing what you need to do.
1: Mm-hmm. So kind of that word comes up again, being fair, and then also you've added being good stewards, which is, mm-hmm. kind of goes back to what we talked about as um, being one that can be entrusted with. Correct. Yeah,
2: the care of others.
1: Wonderful. There's, Any there's final?
2: Uh-huh. That's certainly a parallel. Charles just put it there. And he mentioned it early on about the matter of being responsible for public resources, mm-hmm. uh, the taxes people pay, and then he used that term stewardship. Yeah. That parallels so closely with the church because mm-hmm. they, people are really uh, uh, con- conscious of the way money is handled in church. And I vowed coming in that I would always have an open book policy to give actual written reports where all finances are to, again, dispel any misgivings about who I am personally. and Because at the end of the day, I have to go and lie down and sleep with myself right. and, and my conscience, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to do anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's gonna that's gonna disturb my my sleep personally. I'm not gonna do that. But that has to be conveyed, and people have to uh, be convinced, and then uh, and I guess continuously convinced, proven that your integrity is is above board. And I've been still even now working on that. Mm-hmm. as of this morning,
1: <laughs>
2: as a matter of fact.
1: Wonderful. Final thought or word from either of you, or both.
3: Um, I think I would just like to, um, you know, thank for this opportunity to be able to um, speak on your show and, you know, thank Pastor Winters for allowing me to listen and learn from him. And I really think your topic, you know, dealing with trust and credibility um, is very important and important how you've told us that it is the cornerstone of um, credibility. So I really thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Pastor, final word?
2: Final word is to thank you again, Dr. G. You're beautiful. You are my you are my <laughs> heroine in a distance. And I thank God for all that you endeavor to do to make our community better. Uh, thank Bless you. See you.
1: Thank you so much, Pastor. And thank you, Charles. You're I welcome. really appreciate thank both you. of you being with us today. Thank you. And to our listening audience, thank you so much for tuning in. Please join us next week on Wednesday at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time for more on how you can make your leadership matter.
0: Thank you again for tuning in.